Get Sleepy is a production of Slumber Studios and is made possible thanks to the generous support of our sponsors and premium members. If you'd like to listen ad-free and access weekly bonus episodes, extra long stories, and our entire back catalogue, you can try out Premium free for seven days by following the link in the episode notes. Now, a quick word from our sponsors. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Get Sleepy, where we listen, we relax, and we get sleepy. My name's Thomas. Thank you so much for tuning in. Tonight, Vanessa will be reading to us as we travel along with Maddie, who accepts an invitation to stay at her friend's house in a small, quiet town. While she's there, she'll follow some unusual directions in order to find her way to a secret swimming hole. This tranquil hideaway turns out to be just the peaceful retreat she's looking for. A big thanks to Alicia for writing this lovely story. And be sure to check back here on Wednesday night this week, when I'll be reading another story written by Alicia, a tale of Robin Hood and his merry men, called Dreams of Sherwood Forest. It's going to be a special one, as we've made an expanded soundscape to accompany it, creating a deeply immersive listening experience for you to drift off to. But for now, let's get nicely settled in and enjoy some time and space to transition away from the day into the peaceful stillness of night. If you need to shift your body a little to make yourself more comfortable, go ahead and do so. Then, allow your eyes to close and your breathing to ease into a slow, rhythmic pattern that just gently encourages a greater sense of relaxation in both the body and mind. I trust that you can find that idyllic pace of breathing for yourself. And as you breathe softly and steadily, let your muscles relax, loosening the shoulders, the jaw, any tension you're holding in the chest, abdomen, legs, or anywhere else in the body. As the breath flows out with each exhale, allow the tension to follow it, leaving your body and mind in a deeper state of relaxation with each passing moment. 
now, bring your focus to the dark canvas behind your eyelids. You may only see that blank canvas, or you may notice little flecks of light and color appearing and moving across that dark space. These little specks of light are called phosphenes. They're completely normal and commonly seen when we shut our eyes. Use your imagination now to begin visualizing the setting of tonight's story. Picture a snug little house on a quiet street, far from the hustle and bustle of your daily life. The height of the summer is here, with a beautiful, sunny morning greeting all in this part of the world. This is where Maddie lives, and with her, you're going to slow down and enjoy this idyllic summer's day. Although she was on vacation, Maddie woke up early. She had known she wouldn't need to set an alarm. During these days of the high summer, the open windows were filled with birdsong at first light, and sunrise came early. Far from pulling a pillow over her head, on days like this, She was grateful for the gentle nudge. It was especially important for her to squeeze every wonderful moment out of the daylight hours when she was on a special escape in the country. Her dear friend Alana happened to own a sweet little house in a quiet town miles from the nearest large city. What the residents lacked in modern conveniences, they more than made up for in charm. The quiet hamlet where her friend's home was located consisted mainly of tree-lined streets, modest vintage homes, churches, cafes, and a community center. There was an old-fashioned ice cream stand, of course, and a homey bakery. And the small grocery store on Main Street had been family-run for decades, offering pretty much anything a person really needed. When Alana had offered Maddie the use of her home during a time when she'd been away on a work trip, Maddie had gladly accepted. She really needed a change of pace from her hectic schedule in the city. With the promise of some relaxing afternoons on the porch swing, Maddie had arrived a few days ago, ready to unwind. Alana's cozy house was everything Maddie could have wished for, with only a few rooms and a long, spacious front porch. It was the perfect size for just one or maybe two people. 
The exterior was painted a welcoming blue with white trim, and it was situated on a friendly avenue that was lined with very tall, old trees. Sheltering every rooftop, these had been there so long that their roots pushed the sidewalk underneath some of the pavers. It gave the street that comfortable, lived-in feeling, like the neighborhood had been gently forgotten by the world outside. It wasn't just Alana's house that had an enticing front porch. Almost every other neighbor on the street enjoyed the same privilege. Families could be seen outside at all times of the day, having lemonade, chatting with friends, and even eating dinner. In the evenings, as the fireflies drifted about the front lawns, children rode their tricycles and played with sparklers in the driveways nearby. Of course, Maddie was just an observer in all this. Being a visitor, she kept a low profile, exchanging smiles and nods with the amiable neighbors who walked by. No doubt, Alana had told them that a stranger would be staying in her house and that she was a good friend. They seemed to understand why she was there. Her hostess had left her a very helpful list of things to do should she feel motivated to venture out. For fans of the outdoors, this area was quite a hidden gem. It seemed that there were many local hiking trails she might try, and Alana had also generously offered to loan her a bike. So far, Maddie had mainly enjoyed short excursions into town, but she had also tried a very nice walk in the forest. After a few days of doing whatever she liked, she had finally begun to truly relax. That's why, with an unusually hot day in the forecast, Maddie had decided that today was finally perfect for a little adventure. As one of her many helpful suggestions, Alana had told her about a secret swimming place. Locals kept this spot to themselves, she said. She had proceeded to write out detailed directions that explained how Maddie could use landmarks to find an old mining quarry nearby. The owner had cleaned up the property and allowed the empty cavity to fill with fresh water. Now protected on all sides by small cliffs and naturally rebounding vegetation, the quarry wasn't visible from any major road. A stranger could drive right past it and not know. For the locals, it was a little piece of heaven for a swim and a picnic on a summer's day. Alana's advice had been to go early. First thing in the morning, Maddie might be lucky enough to even get the quarry to herself. By lunchtime, her friend had said, 
it would be filled with kids and families looking to cool off. She appreciated this tip. A solo swim first thing in the morning would be just the thing. That's how she found herself rising with the sun, eagerly looking forward to her trip. Even though it was early, the cool air from the night was already dissipating. Maddie threw all the windows wide open and welcomed the outside in. After getting dressed for swimming and donning shorts and an old t-shirt for the drive, she went down the creaky wooden steps to the kitchen and started the coffee. While she waited for it to brew, she stood in the sunny living room and basked in the beauty of the summer morning. The street outside was silent, except for the sweet backdrop of singing birds, which seemed to number in the hundreds up and down the street. A light, warm breeze blew in the front window, fluttering the white cafe curtains just a little bit. As Maddie turned to walk back to the full coffee pot, she could feel the smoothness of the old wood floor planks underneath her bare feet. Opening her friend's neatly painted kitchen cabinets, she found a large tumbler with a lid and a straw. Setting it on the counter, she opened the freezer. The chilly air wafted over her face as she grabbed an ice tray and broke it into the ice bin. Then, removing the bin from the freezer, she closed the door and filled her tumbler all the way to the top with fresh cubes of ice. In an oddly satisfying final step, she poured the hot coffee directly over the ice cubes. She heard them crack and watched them rapidly melt down as the steaming drink met the frozen water inside her cup. Maddie finished it off with a generous pour of cold milk, leaving a little room at the top and put the lid on. An iced coffee would be perfect for her drive. Placing her drink in the fridge for a few minutes, she retrieved a jar of raspberry jam from the door. Fetching a loaf of country white bread from the counter and some peanut butter from the cupboard, she proceeded to make herself a sandwich, spreading the ingredients lavishly across the fluffy white bread. Once she put the slices together, she cut it decisively in half, diagonally, Folding the two pieces carefully into foil, she placed it in her insulated lunch bag, along with a small bunch of chilled green grapes and an ice-cold bottle of water. The entire lunch bag went into her canvas tote, which was sitting on the kitchen table with a large towel rolled up inside. Checking to make sure she had her essentials, sunglasses, sunblock, wallet, and keys, she paused and did a mental inventory. 
Yes, she was ready to go. Taking Alana's written instructions from underneath the magnet on the fridge, she folded the paper in half and stuck it in her pocket. Maddie got her cold coffee out of the refrigerator, grabbed her tote, and headed for the front porch. Closing and securely locking the front door behind her, she faced the street and soaked in the golden morning as she stood at the top of the steps. While much of the neighborhood was still waking, she could feel the approaching hum of the hot summer day. There would be butterflies, popsicles, sprinklers, and rocking chairs ahead for the residents of the sleepy town. She would be back by early afternoon to enjoy all of it. Following the pavers of the front path, Maddie headed to her car, depositing her tote in the back seat. Buckling herself in at the wheel, she rolled the windows all the way down and stuck her iced coffee in the cup holder. Then, she briefly reviewed the whimsical instructions she'd jotted down. Finding the quarry would almost be like a scavenger hunt. The first part of the drive was very straightforward, coasting slowly to the end of the tree-lined avenue. She turned onto Main Street right away. All was quiet at this hour of the morning. Only the bakery was active. As she drove by, she smiled at the old-fashioned illuminated sign that indicated they were open. An older man was entering the shop with a newspaper under his arm, as Maddie suspected he might do every day. A woman who was leaving the shop nodded her head in greeting and held the door. She was carrying a small white paper bag. Maddie wondered what it contained. Donuts? A muffin? Her mouth watered a little, just thinking about it. However, she would save her meal for after her swim. A young mother was visible on the other side of the street, pulling a toddler in a red wagon. She stopped in front of the old theater there and handed something to her child. Then, looking up, she waved to someone who drove by slowly in a car. Everyone here seemed to know each other. Maddie reflected that it was an ideal time for families to get out for a walk before the heat of the day set in. Enjoying the scenery, she drove past a few more shops, a compact post office, and a white church. Maddie had gone the entire length of Main Street. The trees became more numerous, and the houses were sparser and set farther back from the road. From Alana's directions, she was expecting to drive straight for about 10 minutes. But she was watching for a bright red mailbox that 
that would tell her she needed to make a left. Through her open windows, she only heard the wind and the crunching of her tires on the road. The breezes filled the car with a refreshing coolness. She sipped her coffee contentedly as vignettes of life slipped by. A grove of trees here, a house or a barn there. The rural road was endlessly interesting. As promised, she soon spotted a bright red mailbox ahead. Turning on her signal, she slowed down and made a left onto a smaller gravel road. The next step of the instructions was her favorite. Alana had told her to watch out for the house with a large collection of garden gnomes. She said it would come up quickly, but that Maddie wouldn't be able to miss it. Creeping along the gravel road, she had plenty of time to look at the modest homes situated on the way. She spotted one or two lawn ornaments, but they were a deer and a windmill. Just when she was afraid she had somehow gone too far, a merry band of comical gnomes appeared in a yard to her right. With and without hats, standing and seated, holding pipes or leaning on mushrooms, they populated the entire corner like an eager welcoming committee. Maddie chuckled to herself and confidently turned right. This road was so small that it almost felt like a private driveway. But that was what Alana had described, so Maddie continued on. The last landmark she'd been told to look out for was an old mansion. Apparently, it had once belonged to the people who owned the quarry. Once the quarry had been retired, however, they had moved away. The mansion was still owned by distant family members, but Alana had said it was now clearly left to nature and the ravages of time. Based on this description, Maddie was pretty sure she would be able to spot it. Sure enough, after she'd been slowly bumping along the unpaved road for a minute, a large stone house became visible to her right. It was sitting up on a slope in a vast garden. Around the perimeter, there was a long stone wall that was suffering from signs of neglect. Large rocks had fallen down in some places, and ivy and wild roses ran rampant over it, as if reclaiming it for nature. In fact, the entire area around the stately home seemed to be part way to being reabsorbed by the nearby woods. Where a pristine lawn had, no doubt, once stood, there was now a massive pollinator garden, 
grasses and wildflowers covered the ground, swaying in the breeze. The house itself was silent and shuddered. But rather than being sad or ominous, the entire estate felt more like it was peacefully sleeping, at one with the natural surroundings. Perhaps, Maddie thought, it was as it should be. Having passed the last landmark described by her friend, she was now on the lookout for an overgrown sign that said Armstrong Quarry. Alana had said it would be easy to miss because it was set back in the trees and had faded over time. She had told Maddie she could park nearby, just off the road. Watching the foliage carefully, Maddie spotted the sign just in time. It was partially obscured near what appeared to be an unused dirt road. It was mostly covered in grass now. What had once been a driveway to the quarry now had a permanent metal gate closed across it. However, she could see that pedestrians regularly walked around it. There was a well-worn footpath for her to follow. According to her friend, the owners had stopped using the quarry many years ago. Indeed, as she could see from the house, they had also moved away. Alana reassured her that they did, however, allow locals to use the quarry for recreation. She told Maddie that it was a well-known local spot and that her presence would be welcomed. Leaving her nearly empty coffee cup in the front seat, she retrieved her tote from the back. While she was locking her car, Maddie smiled and wondered why she should even bother. There wasn't a soul around. As she followed the footpath past the faded sign, she could hear the crickets singing in the densely wooded area around the path. She was proceeding on faith because it certainly did not seem like there was any sort of big open area ahead. Ducking under low-hanging branches, she saw that the worn path expanded in front of her. Soon, she was walking down a wide dirt trail with trees on either side. Then, all at once, a marvelous scene opened up in front of her. The road continued for about a quarter of a mile, flanked by an expanding vista of shallow pools and large rocks. However, straight ahead, she could see the most 
breathtaking sheltered canyon. Just a few steps down from the well-worn dirt thoroughfare, a glassy pool of blue-green water stretched all the way to small cliffs which soared upward. The rock walls themselves looked like giants had made them while playing with blocks. They were rugged, as if many rectangles had been haphazardly stacked upon each other, forming a solid wall. The stone was all gray in color, but it had stripes of different shades, giving the cliff walls a textured look. She could imagine making her way around the entire perimeter by carefully choosing her footholds, although she was not about to try it. Complementing the cool gray stone was a profusion of greenery, proving the old saying that nature will find a way. Trees thickly surrounded the quarry at the top, but they also grew haphazardly in any small patch of dirt or any promising ledge that had collected earth below. Atop it all, a clear blue sky added the final layer, a dome to cover this enchanting secret place, where she felt like the first person who had found her way there in ages. Maddie took all of this in as she approached the edge of the water. There was a large flat rock there, so she stopped and spread her towel out on it, kicking off her flip-flops. In a few moments, she was testing the water with her toes, stepping carefully so as to stay on smooth rocks. The water was refreshingly cool. She walked in just up to her ankles at first. Looking down, she could see her feet clearly through the water, with smooth little boulders and earth tones below them. She splashed her arms and legs with water from her hands, wetting her skin a bit to get acclimated. Then she waded in a shade further. When the water was waist high, she stopped a moment and gazed up at the sun. It was climbing eagerly in the sky now, radiating the old quarry with its heat. The stones accepted the sun's gift reflecting it back at Maddie. She knew she was ready to take the plunge. With a small leap, she pushed off and made a shallow dive into the deeper part of the water nearby. The chill washed over her head and shoulders. For a moment, 
her top half felt like it was in a different pool of water than the bottom half, which was more used to the temperature. She was partly chilled and partly lukewarm. Flipping over into an easy backstroke, she kicked her feet lightly. The splashing sounded like distant thunder where her ears were under the water. She kicked a little harder and fanned her arms out like she was making a snow angel and looked up at the sky. Maddie floated like that for a few moments, imagining that she was suspended outside the world and outside of time. Then, wanting to see more than the sky, she let her feet sink down and slowly treaded water looking around her. Maddie was stunned by the beauty of this place. She was reminded of the gorgeous photography of Ansel Adams, whose images captured such majestic nature scenes with crystal clarity. The only difference was that Adams had worked mainly in black and white, whereas she was swimming through a scene of vibrant color. Speaking of art, adding to the interest of the quarry, it looked like some local teens had tried to make their romances eternal by painting one or two of the more accessible rocky spots with their initials. Maddie smiled to herself as she swam in a circle. KM was forever in love with DL. Chris and Maria were joined by a pink painted heart. Another spot declared this place the haunt of the class of 1994. But the good-natured graffiti didn't detract from the loveliness of the location. It was fun to see all the happy times that had been had here. Maddie switched to a freestyle stroke and swam closer to the opposite rock wall. She could see that someone had set up a rope swing there. As she traced the cliff with her eyes, a path stood out to her, wrapping around from the other path at the entrance. She knew that this afternoon there would probably be some fun-loving young people making that trip up to the ledge and taking their turn on the swing. She imagined the splashes as they catapulted themselves into the water. After floating and swimming back and forth for a while, Maddie was ready for a break and a bite to eat. She slowly swam back to the starting point where she had left her towel. 
carefully emerged, shedding rivulets of water, the full heat of the mid-morning sun washed over her. Basking in the change of temperature, she sat down on her towel, shaking the excess water from her hair. Drying her hands, she opened up her lunchbox. The condensation on the cold bottle of water looked so refreshing, and her stomach rumbled at the sight of the two perfect triangles of the peanut butter sandwich wrapped in wax paper. With deliberate care, she unwrapped the first triangle and took a bite. The thick white bread, the creamy peanut butter, and the sweet jam made an ideal combination. She laughed to think how this was regular fare when she was a child. She hadn't appreciated it enough. Peanut butter and jelly was heavenly, she decided. Then, not in a rush, she put her sandwich down and twisted the cap off of her bottle of water, drinking deeply. The cold water filled her throat as the sun baked the rock she was sitting on. Everything in this moment was perfect. What she couldn't believe was that she was still the only person here. This quarry was too marvelous to be a secret. Listening to the quiet rustling of the leaves in the trees, she tried to detect any other sounds. There was nothing. The water was still. There were no cars. It was just her, the sun, and a gentle symphony of morning birdsong. Standing up, she picked her way from boulder to boulder, heading in the direction of a nearby promontory. She could tell this was a spot where people must regularly gather. An almost undetectable path was visible, weaving amongst the rocks. When she reached the high, flat, area, she stood with her hands on her hips and surveyed the quarry from this whole new point of view. Feeling very hot in the strong sun, she decided one more dive would be refreshing. She aimed far out into the depths of the water and pushed off. In seconds, she was slicing cleanly 
into the crystal blue and green water. It washed softly over her in a delightful wave of coolness. All she could hear was the rushing of the bubbles as they passed her head. She surfaced and flipped over to float on her back, purposely keeping her ears in the silence underwater. The tops of the cliffs hovered in her peripheral vision, like a silent film. She quieted her mind and focused on being in that moment, just watching the wispy clouds drift by above her. Then, moving slowly, she swam back to the rocks near her towel. As she got out of the water this time, she knew she'd be drying off for the day. Maddie stretched out once more on the flat rock, lying all the way back to the ground. Reaching to the side, she pulled her cold grapes from her lunchbox. She bit down on a single grape and its chilly sweetness bursting with juiciness was the most perfect taste she could imagine in the heat of the day. She lay there with her eyes closed, eating those grapes one by one by one until the last bite was gone. Then she placed her hands behind her head and lost herself in the warmth of the sun, the smoothness of the gray stone beneath her, and the rising late morning sounds of the cicadas in the trees. She dozed for a short while until she was awakened by the distant sound of children's voices. Sitting up, she realized that her time alone at the quarry had finally ended. The midday swimmers had begun to arrive. She had no doubt that the rope swing would not lie still much longer. Smiling to herself, she realized she was completely dry. Standing up slowly, she shook out her damp towel and slung it over her shoulder. Packing up her small collection of items took no time at all. She was soon turning in a semicircle, getting one last sweeping look at this enchanting spot. As Maddie walked slowly back 
towards her car. She passed a woman with a backpack and a stack of towels. She had three children with her. It was their voices Maddie had heard moments ago. She and the woman smiled and nodded a greeting to each other. The children raced on ahead, excited to be the first ones in the water. As she was pulling away from her parking spot at the quarry, Maddie came to a stop in front of the old mansion next door. Getting out of the car, she walked up to the tumble-down stone wall and looked at the grounds with wonder. In contrast to the bright heat of the quarry, the large garden was shady, overgrown with very old trees and all manner of natural vegetation. A pergola that had once created a genteel seating area was overrun with wild roses and honeysuckle. The butterflies filled the air above the meadow that had replaced the lawn, performing a dance that only they understood. In the middle of it all, the house sat, placidly accepting that it was no longer the focus of the estate. Just as it had done in the quarry, nature had reclaimed this human place and returned it to a better use. Slipping back into the front seat of the car, Maddie started the engine and rolled the windows down. She was very warm now, and even the air coming from outside felt hot. As she passed all of her landmarks backwards, first the gnomes, then the red mailbox, she felt as if they were old friends. This town was so easy to get to know, she thought. She was so glad she had accepted her friend's invitation to be part of it just for the week. That afternoon, she rocked luxuriously on Alana's porch, watching the neighborhood families go about their lazy summer afternoons. 
sipping on a cold, tart lemonade she'd gotten at the grocery store. She reveled in doing absolutely nothing. After all, she had gotten in quite a vigorous morning swim. It seemed only right that she should relax a bit. Contented and feeling delightfully self-indulgent, she slowly swayed back and forth and back and forth. Then, closing her eyes, she was gradually lulled to sleep. By the creaking of the trusty wood boards under her feet.